Hey, boo-boo, how's it going? Oh, not this again. <laughs> we just did this last week. <laughs> you got, you shouldn't have gotten two people from Jellystone. That was your fuck up. We didn't know it's... The Rebel Taxi Pizza Party Podcast. I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you people? Oh, I'm Daft. I talk about art people. I'm Jake Neutron. I'm still FNF related. And I am... Am I supposed to introduce myself? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Who are you? Please. Fuck yeah. I am Izzy Deluxe of the band Q-Bomb, as well as uh, various animation projects. Yeah, yeah. We've had you on before. Uh, do you want to refresh people's memories on uh, what yeah. you did before? Um, I think you had on my alternate uh, identity as uh, as Gene Goldstein. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, I uh, created a short called Planet Panic. Um, it came out back in, I think, 2018, early 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done uh, a lot of things since then. Right now, my biggest thing is, uh, is this band, this Q-Bomb, which is yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. set to release an album very soon i actually listened to some of the songs before this call oh yeah what'd you think be honest uh so i listened to dire break yeah uh, everything is fine and can't say the first word shock uh, i thought everything was fine is pretty fun but that okay. one the most mm-hmm. you, re- <laughs> you really made that first word sound ominous no the song is called shock whoa yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pan can't say it, Jay can't say it, but oh, it's okay, I can say it. it's fine. I'm white it. passing. What do you mean I can't say it? Okay, say it right now. Say it, say it. Sure. It's fine. Okay, this cool. is all bleeps. No one knows what we're saying. It's all just, yeah, no. just great. It's just bleeps. But what do you think of the band, Pan? Oh, yeah. It does give me, like, uh, mindless self-indulgent vibes. I love the love it. And uh, Izzy's mm-hmm. showed me, like, a music video. <laughs> well, uh, upcoming music video. It's not done yet, but it looks amazing and does have that Scott Pilgrim style of editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely the approach. We we've always been um, like sex. The existence of Sex Bomb was something we wanted to mm-hmm. like validate. <laughs> it was like, what if this was a real band? And 100 percent on MSI. Like I love MSI. Um, you know, except for the the more recent accusations. That's not fun. What I, I didn't hear about that. On the whole thing. Oh yeah, there was some shit with Jimmy Urine. Oh um, man, doing oh, doing things to underage girls. Oh, um, but um, which put a stink oh, on it. It's always a shame, when, and I feel like a lot of my favorite acts have all had something. Have all you know? Something has come out about them, and that always sucks because it's like I feel like I'm left with a lot of my childhood bands, just kind of tainted, um, and that uh, that you know. Take, take some processing but anyway that aside like yeah msi for sure um we love that whole like it, new metal has kind of a, a stink to it you know mm-hmm. the, the genre like it has a sort of bad connotation because i think back when it came out it was everywhere and it, a lot to a lot of like metal fans it like tainted the genre it's been like 20 years now and i think people have realized that it had some uh there was some really good uh acts that came out of it oh yeah and like i love lincoln park that was 100 percent new metal um Slipknot system still, of a down uh, system of a down is totally which is that one's a little i always think it's funny that that one's considered new metal but um but sure yeah that i love system of a down um and so we're you know i'm making the music that a 14 year old izzy would like hell yeah and 
Yeah, and the, and the videos and and all of the aesthetics of the band. You know, we're very like, it's all very post-apocalyptic. It's all very um, uh, danger days. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely MCR. I actually just saw them this week. That was uh, oh same. A very interesting nostalgia. Oh yeah, which well, day? Well, I saw it at a Riot Fest in Chicago oh, like okay. two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been playing these shows in LA, and they've they've they're playing five shows one after another basically and um i had tickets to the first night and what was cool about that is that it, it turns out that every day has been a different album that they've been highlighting a bit more mm. they play all the hits no matter what but i landed on the first day which was the first album which is a raw ass album it's like not it's not through the studio so it's uh, through the label or whatever so um it's uh but, you know, it was really cool. It was cool to hear these, like, really nasty old uh, songs of theirs played to a huge arena. Um, Speaking yeah, of so concerts, don't you have one coming up? We do have a concert, yeah. So um, our big announcements are that we have a uh, album coming out mm-hmm. on October 28th, which is a week after I think this comes out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. And then we're doing a Halloween release show. So it's the night before Halloween. It's uh, October 30th. And uh, it's going to be fucking nuts because we have some great openers. We have a band, local band called Shunkan. Shunkan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Boy Jr., who is a uh, TikTok sensation. And uh, we're playing the entire album front to back, which we've never done live. A couple songs that maybe maybe three songs that we've never played live. Mm. And uh, and then you know some little secrets, some little extras. But uh, afterward, uh, Living Tombstone are going to be uh, DJing, and they were the ones who signed us originally. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. you know they they had their album come out a couple of years ago, uh, and uh, part of their sort of deal with their label was that they could start their own label, and so we were the first act that they actually signed. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, it was super cool. I mean, I've known those guys forever. Um, uh, Sam Haft, I've known since I think we were both like 17 or 18 or something. Um, and uh, which is a long time, everybody. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm <laughs> almost twice that now. And uh, yeah, so they, they love what we were doing. It, it fits really well with what, what they're doing. And uh, it's, been, it's been great. It's been a really busy year. Like we, um, so we have two singles out already. We have uh, a song called "Fuck," as was mentioned. Uh, oh, yeah. That also that also got bleeped. <laughs> uh, wait, no, I can say it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this ain't Twitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So that uh, that is a very. Uh, I, I'm really proud of that video. It's really like up close. Very uh, also has some Scott Pilgrimy vibes. Although that one, I think, is a little more. Um, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. But look it up. It's very. There's a lot of cool uh, visual effects that we did on us playing, um, and uh, and then the second video is for a single called "Dire Break," which is a puppet video, and we have we had Muppets made of all six of us, and uh, shot a little narrative, little video. The whole thing is about burnout and uh, feeling underappreciated, and so it's the, the video is like this Sesame Street type show where we're performing and being driven to the brink of exhaustion. Um, and then uh, the third video is for a single called Poison Pop. And um, that's going to come out the same day as the album. Uh, and uh, it's, yeah, it's a big 
it's a big uh, undertaking. We've been I like I've been planning that video for I don't even know three years. Like just in the back of my mind, you know. Like I basically wrote the song for the video that I had in my head, mm -hmm. and um, and I always one of my bandmates Ari was like, wouldn't it be cool if we wore if we had a video where we wore um like Japanese baseball uniforms, like the sort of slim fitted, very you know pinstripe. And I was like, you're right, that would be cool. And so I had, I got the idea stuck in my head because I, you know, I obviously I work in animation and so I'm a very visual person. And so a lot of our song ideas and, and the whole album in general, I, I always kind of think of it um, kind of more visually than anything uh, and very theatrically, I guess. So like that song was, I was like, okay, I know exactly what the tone of this should be. I know exactly how I want us to look when we're like performing it in this hypothetical video. And so I wrote all the parts. It's a very like K-pop inspired song. <laughs> um, and depending on when you're listening to this, you'll actually be able to hear it, I guess. But um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a lot of fun. And the video was, it was so much work. It was so much work. It was, we had to book a baseball uh, field, oh, wow. um, which was, nice. which is not cheap. Um, and it was imagine. not easy. It kind of landed in baseball season, so that our our band manager had to move mountains. Do you have to have like a person there to work the lights in the stadium? We did. We shot it during the day, so that that's a great question because that oh phew that was something. Yeah, we were we were gonna shoot it at night. There was a lot of logistics. There was so much logistics. Now, so we had we were thinking like we'll shoot it at night, but then we realized yeah we would need somebody to run the lights. Um, the amount of time it would have taken would have been more difficult because this would be after a day of doing whatever and then you mm -hmm. got to stay up till three you know whenever um and it was a three-day shoot it was the longest shoot we've done and so we said fuck it we'll do it during the day that was easier <laughs> cheaper um you can do a day for night kind of thing no it was not i always was fine with it being during the day like i it was we were just trying to figure out what would be the most achievable thing mm -hmm. um because the only you know with daytime the only problem is like shadows but yeah. it's cut so fast and it I doesn't fucking matter. No one's going to like light peep going up. Yeah, fuck it. Like, come on. You clearly shot this at 2 p.m. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, it's silly. So I I, uh, I had to just say, like, guys, who gives a shit? Like, whatever. <laughs> um, It'll be easier to shoot it during the day. You're a, a punk band. You're not supposed to listen to the rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to cinema sins our music video? Um, Someone's got it. And so... I'm sure there's like a music sins channel. And so uh, it was a uh, it was a three day shoot. It was exhausting. It was uh, you know we were all in our uniforms. Some uh, people were wearing like multiple layers. Okay. Um, it was a hot weekend. It was um, when did we shoot it? I think it was in May. And it's in L.A., which is very hot. And so it was a like ninety to a hundred degree. We I think it started. It was close to a hundred that first day, and then it got a little cooler. But um. We had a whole thing. We had a, it was a very very small crew, but it was mm -hmm. like we had a uh, like a beach tent that we would carry with us onto the field just to like have some shade and then pick it up. And anytime we would have to move like for a different uh, shot, we would just pick up this whole thing and like shift it over just so we're not like burning alive. Oh um, god, we were all sweaty and like just exhausted and like, um, but man, yeah, the 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 people making the video, the two directors are like really close friends of mine from college and so they've just been amazing um shout out to josh and ali mccall but yeah and so there it's um 
it's very visual heavy super scott pilgrim that was definitely the direction for it like i want and and it's uh live action and animation like it is straight up roger rabbit shit like we mm-hmm. um let's go i just wanted i i wanted to challenge myself too i think that um you know i've made shorts animated shorts i did it myself i did it through the studio system um the doors had kind of closed for me to try to make my own stuff which i'm happy to dig into as well and because it's happening for everybody it's not even something that's just me yeah because i hear a bunch of bunch of only reboots are getting made and hardly any original properties yeah oh i'm happy to talk about that in a minute but Mm -hmm. um yeah, so there was a tweet I saw from Craig McCracken. Yes, he said that he pitched sixteen original pitches to Netflix. I believe it. It's uh, it's really rough out there, but yeah. So this one door closed and another door opened with Cubom and the and the label signing us. And um, what's funny is that like Cubom for me was an outlet dealing with development in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It kind of all started around the same time. I was just angry and writing music about the creative process, about all the backstabbings and all the horseshit that happens when you're trying to make something of yourself in the animation industry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I always try to frame everything in a less specific way. These are, I, I focused in on broader feelings and, um, experiences, you know, just the, the general, those general feelings, not the specific things that I was doing. And, uh, I'm really proud of it. Like, I, I think that, um, I mean, obviously I guess, but I, I really, I really, really like what we've done with the album. It's there's a, there's like a, secret lore that is uh kind of going throughout the the whole thing um which we hope to kind of reveal over time and uh oh just like the gorillas kind of yes actually that's a great comparison yeah Yeah. um like mystery skulls the indie one a little bit of that too it's because it's not so much but it's not like it's a story same as gorillas it's like it's not a story the songs stand on their own oh there is a story in gorillas we're watching a whole I mean, three-parter, is there? hour-long video. It's like, here's all the backstories of the characters. Here's how they met. Here's why they got the mansion. Here's the core of the music. It's like, oh, my yes. God. They wrote yes. more? But the songs themselves don't reveal any of that. That's all, like, mm-hmm. after Music that, video right? stuffs. Yeah. Music video does have some, yeah. You know, but... um, And so there's a little bit of that in our videos. Yeah, there's some little tidbits that uh, we hope to connect in the future. But... Gorillas has a has always had a budget that was much higher and and exposure higher than we currently have. So it's much easier for them to to connect all those dots. For us it's um it's interesting. So well I have ideas for how to reveal a lot of that stuff and I ha- I hopefully will will have the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. Um but uh but yeah, so the video is uh is going to be dope Poison Pop. Check it out. I think a week from from whenever this uh, comes out, um, album comes out October twenty eighth as well. Um, we have that release show. Um, is the show going to be spooky? The show is going to be spooky. Everyone should come wearing costumes, so it's as spooky yeah. as, as you all want to make it. Um, but yeah, it's actually, went to a spirit Halloween today. Oh yeah, just to see what was up. What was up? A lot of Fortnite stuff. Oh <laughs> yeah, and a ki- no Minecraft. And Killer Clowns. Oh, yeah. Okay. There was a shit ton of that shit. I was like, Creepers. is it because of the game they're releasing? I don't know. They're just making more Killer Clowns merch. And uh, there's this like purple flannel that I kind of want that has the Killer Clowns logo on the back. 
think it just kind of had a revival. I think just people are like remembering, and you know, some hey. things for some reason come back up. Remember clowns? Yeah. Well, someone had the IP and they said, "Well, we're making like a survival horror game of it." And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds fun." Yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny how clowns were like this thing that everyone was terrified of? And I feel like that. I'm sure there's still those people out there, but man, yeah. it sucks to be them because clowns are back yeah. in a big way. Clown <laughs> core. Well, Pan had that issue um at school oh yeah like it's a texas thing so i don't know if anyone else has dealt with this like i think it's just texas but like a uh, clown lockdowns have you guys had those clown lockdowns? only once no what? yeah yeah like they would just like lock down the school and uh they would have a clown running around the school and you'd kind of had to hide like, i don't know was, this is made don't up you remember, no 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 like don't you remember the the fucking clown scares where people would just drop up as clowns and yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah i remember that a lot of the southern states they would just like scare people what the fuck? for no reason this is like five or six years like, ten years ago didn't yeah. someone get hit by a car because they were doing that yeah <laughs> yeah they did yeah yeah just ask yeah <laughs> oh man i, I, I remember watching a video like it was this like 12 year old and he was on like a skateboard like one of those motorized skateboards and he was like okay guys i'm gonna go hunt some clowns and he was just like searching his suburban white ass neighborhood looking for them clowns and um eventually his uh, skateboard battery was running out it's like i'm sorry guys i'm gonna have to cut this uh clown hunter <laughs> early my skateboards <laughs> out of energy it's like damn oh, come on at least find one the, clown before you call it quits. The motorized skateboard. I can't believe skateboards have batteries. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Kids today, they don't like to use their feet, you know? Dan Schneider out there can't, can't be using that. You just use the motorized uh, skateboards. That'll do the job. I can't tell if that's more or less dangerous than a hoverboard. <laughs> I don't know. Have you heard of an exploding skateboard? Bad. Like, hoverboards just nuked. <laughs> nu oh. Nuked on the spot. Boy. I never seen uh, some DIY projects, like making your own go-kart. Yeah. And you put uh, on the, I think it was the backside, a hoverboard. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's pretty cheap, you know, 100 bucks. Just don't let I it just, blow. I just remember, like, when I was way younger and I had to do a science fair project, I wanted to make a hoverboard. And my dad legitimately helped me make one using, like, a leaf blower and a lot of duct tape and Whoa. some kind of disc. <laughs> and it sort of worked. Hell yeah. Like an inch off the ground? Couldn't go very far. Oh man, it's like kids next door technology. Yeah, that really is. Pretty much. I don't remember if I could go on it or it's anything. Together. I think my sister could probably get on it and it would like lift up, but it wouldn't lift up very high. But it would move. Hell yeah, hoverboards. You ever had one of those uh, motorized car things when you were a kid? Oh yeah, yeah, like a little no. Jeep that goes like five miles yeah. per hour? Yes, I, I, had a, I had a red Hummer. We were too poor for that. Oh, it's okay. Jake can relive the it, experience yeah. for all of us. I brought it down. It didn't last very long, at least from what I remember. I remember going to the park with it, um, but it, mm -hmm. it didn't go fast. And then, like, when the battery died, we just went, oh, okay. Well, just you didn't, just didn't charge it. You're like, oh, I guess gave up. Dead. Didn't charge it or anything. Leave it there. It's fine. I'm sure, at, by that point, uh, me and my sister were probably getting too big for it anyways. I wonder what happened to it. I was I was mad because it was like, this thing goes only like five miles per hour. I wanted some high speed action. Come on. I'm sure there's laws for like how fast you can go on a sidewalk. Weak. But like you can ride a bike on the road. Hell so like yeah. how fast can that go? Just like that song. The guy just keep thinking. rides a bike with no handlebars, then becomes Hitler. Yeah. Crazy. Flowbots. Yeah. Wasn't that Queen song? No. Bicycle? No, I'm talking about uh, that one band. That, that, I was that, talking about handlebars, yeah. Yeah, I ride a bike with no handlebars. I have a very fond memory I, of that song, because I, I remember when that dropped, a friend of mine sent it to me, and I was uh, 
replaying Mischief Makers on N64 Hell yeah. for the first time. And I fucking <laughs> love that game. And so I just I have such a nice, like, you know, like quiet, peaceful memory of me playing through that game and listening to that. I was like, this song's sick. And just like yeah. playing it on loop while playing Mischief Makers of all things. Awesome. I- oh, that reminds me. Xbox 360 PS3, uh, when it first came out, I think that was the first time you can play your own music while playing a game. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. ever did that? Because you can, like... Um... Wait, you can play music while you play games in the Xbox 360 and the PS3? Well, OG Xbox, you could do it. Like, you could rip the CDs to your Xbox. And I bought a oh, yeah. OG Xbox used, and it's full of just, like, uh, all this new metal and <laughs> Avril Lavigne <laughs> and anything else from that era. Hell, yeah. South Park Mafia... All the classics. Oh, Jake, you got a PS3 recently. Hollywood Undead. I PS3 Hollywood Undead. That thing is slow. Oh, man, yeah, the PS3 is just clunk as hell. Like, it's like, yeah. wow, how did we deal with this crap back then? Like, I still I still mm-hmm. have mine, and it doesn't work. I mean, like... Oh, which version? The, uh, the grill? The big one. Oh, boy, yeah. The big one. Here's, here's something crazy, because, like, the first uh, uh, firmware of the PS3, when you download something off the store... You had to sit there and watch it download. You couldn't have it download in the background, but eventually yeah. they updated it so you could. We've come a long yes. way, man. I like I, I look at consoles now, and I because I came up through all of those. Like my first was Super Nintendo. Yeah, and mm. yeah, and so like seeing the progress, and I also I'm always on a delayed schedule because I don't really get consoles when they first come out because I just don't. Oh yeah, I, I feel like I think like it's also gotten worse over time because the exclusives are just like not that great usually yeah um yeah and so like ps it's also only three games yeah so ps5 is just like not on my fucking radar i don't i just don't care it's too expensive it's too huge and i'm like when there's a slim i'll check it out but because of that i'm like always so far behind on these things and so like by the time i get the newest consoles i'm like oh my god they have this technology now like things just load like what yeah but it's kinda, if you wait long nice. enough it'll come to pc yeah yeah. Like Miles Morales that's coming out in November. I, I don't PC game either. So I, I pretty much I've only really been playing like Switch games for the last mm-hmm. uh few years. Switch oh, and God. um PS4. Um but even that doesn't get Are you a Mac user? Yeah, I am a Mac user. But oh, okay, it's more I get so it. <laughs> it's more so that I don't wanna because like I'm already in front of a desk all day and so like mm-hmm. I I don't wanna be gaming in front of a desk. Like I just that sounds awful. Yeah. I could well, be that's why gaming people laptops. Where it's like, what if you want to go in that corner of the room? Yeah, totally. Yeah, the shame corner. Yeah, here I got my Snorlax, <laughs> uh, Snorlax beanbag chair that I bought on an impulse. That actually sounds nice. I would like that. Yeah, you comfy. Know, you know what's a game that just came out that I know nobody's going to talk about and probably nobody's going to play, but hmm. I really like it? Which game? It's that goddamn Nickelodeon Kart Racer 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, uh, I think that's I like, know, maybe I've three been of them. Game Mill. Yeah, they just pump been, out all the licensed games now. Like, they're making a new Cobra Kai game, and it looks slightly less shitty than before, but it still looks pretty bad. I remember seeing this footage is... of the first one and thinking, oh, well, this looks like they didn't have that much of a budget. And now I'm playing this, like, the, the most recent third one, and I'm like, wait a minute. They have so many tracks and so many characters. Uh, they got XJ9 and Aang, so this is looking they good. Got, and Garfield. I'm thinking of Aang. They got Jimmy Neutron. Kind of like uh, the Sonic kart racers, where Sonic's in a cart and it's like, can't Aang do that thing while airbending? You know what I mean? It takes a lot of effort. I mean... Can't do that for, like, three minutes straight. I mean, like, he'd probably still prefer to, like, be... Like, you know that one, like, uh, travel cart thing from, like... What was the city? 
Does the boss say? They, oh yeah, yeah. They had those like box things that traveled around the whole turn. I'd imagine that he'd probably still rather use that than like his airbending. Yeah. Even though he has to still use his airbending to make it work. It's like a minecart in Donkey Kong. You could now, use Alpha instead. That's too big. Now I will say maybe shrink him down. I will say this kart racer game it needs some patches because there are some ridiculous kinds of glitches or just weird game design choices. I don't know mm-hmm. if they will patch it. Oh man. Uh, considering. I don't know. I don't know. I'm surprised because they still they got way more characters than like they usually do. The fact that they got like the I opened the game up and it told me I had like 30 something more characters to unlock. Probably more. Oh, yeah. So I was like, okay. I wonder if they're one going to add more characters two add more tracks and three. I don't know. I think the worst glitch is that there's some stages where like they oh, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this because this game actually has like a surprising amount of stuff in it. They have like mm-hmm. mechanics like it's not just a regular kart racer. They have things that are trying to emulate Mario Kart mm-hmm. and also do their own thing with like the slime tricks and all that the slime tricks slime tricks were like, um, you know how in Mario Kart, if like uh, you press uh, a certain button when you like hit a ramp or something. Uh, oh yeah character kind of just does like a fancy little trick thing and they get boost oh okay uh they have that in the game but it both gives you a boost and i think it also fills up your slime meter um which uh oh my god and that's a whole other thing in the game where like you can have these like three assist characters as like when you enter a race where one it, like it like it's a slime meter slowly builds up and then you can use a special ability like uh if you have like one of the loud house kids they give you a boost or if you have um, that one clown character that I saw some people freaking out about. I don't remember their name. Clown? Or like Bongo or something. Bongo? Uh, they give you attack items. Oh, yeah, from items. Oh, yeah. Binky, the clown. Yeah, Binky. And, um, but then you can also have these two other things. Like any of these like large amount of characters that just, they kind of like give you abilities throughout the thing that just activate at random. Like, uh, I know that uh, fucking <laughs> Lord... Oh, I forgot his name. Why am I forgetting the name? The villain from Zuko? Avatar. Oh, uh, Fire Lord oh, oh, oh. Ozai. Ozai. Fire Lord Ozai. His special ability is that he gives you a boost at random. Like, you'll just randomly boost. Oh, that's interesting. Um, And then I think Libby, and they're using like her, old, her oldest design, lets you go faster on like slime roads or something. It's so hard to describe this game. Um, Apparently the second have... one only came out two years ago. Really? Yeah, Is that's that? the cover with uh, Jojo Siwa and like Lincoln Mild. Oh yeah, Jojo oh Siwa's in the game. I forgot about that. <laughs> are, did so, they forget she's a real person? I mean, if they're gonna yeah, put in real people, cute. where's Keenan and Kel and Coolio? Yeah, I was kind of like looking at the list and saw Jojo Siwa show up after like I bought some characters, and I was like, wait a minute, is she the only live action person in here, yeah. or is well, it because she got a cartoon? I guess that I think she's popular. Yeah, someone's gonna buy it for them, I guess. We're just, uh, it's like every other every other every other player playable character is like a cartoon. Another thing that this game does, this is my last thing that I'll bring up about the game, is that they mm-hmm. constantly they had this game has something where they really want to pin uh Jenny and Jimmy Neutron against each other because you open up the game and the title screen has them versing each other. Uh when you enter the main menu, the first thing is them still versing each other. Uh, when you go into the challenge mode to unlock some more characters, when you have to unlock Jenny, you have to verse her as Jimmy Neutron. Like, <laughs> Look, I mean, are there like cutscenes? There's science. 
signs. I wish there were. There's only one cutscene. It's like a opening of like all the characters racing, and it like lasts a minute or so. Oh, but that's it. I wish there was a story mode because I definitely would love that. But uh, the closest you're gonna get is challenge. What was the uh, Crash Bandicoot game that was half open world, half racing? Oh, it was. Was that? It was like the PS2 one. I don't know. The PS2 and also PSP port that was actually pretty confident. I remember watching an X-Play review on that particular uh, Crash Bandicoot game. And there was a scene where you can like beat up a kid and the kid says, why me, God? Oh my God. Yeah. Take that. Why me, God? I always like dialogue like that. Reminds me, there's this whole Twitter account dedicated to Cars lore. And, like dissecting every piece of wording that they say. Oh no. Like when they say Hibbilly Hell in the first movie. It implies that A, Hibbos exist, and B, Hell exists. Yeah. At least the concept of Christianity exists. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I want to see Cars Hell. I mean, I've seen Cars Ghosts. That was in the Cars on the Road There's a show. lot of weird implications in the Cars universe. Yeah. There's a lot of... Yeah. You can't really think about it more than, like, 10 seconds. Yeah. Technically, can... Mater has died and come back to life <laughs> within the canon of Cars. Oh, no. But, uh... They did have that deleted scene where they uh, took out Lightning McQueen's brain and put into a different car. What? Oh God! Yeah, the steamroller. Oh, so you can fix the road. That what is the original idea? <laughs> what if you were a car and you became transracial? Trans is oh. a paint job, or like, do you get modified to look like a different car? I mean, you just described somebody's brain being put into another car. Yeah. So what? So I guess it was like, how much of the car is an actual car? What's the soul of the car? The oil? I guess the Blood? engine. But you can replace the engine. The battery? I don't know. Maybe it's the battery. What would that be the heart? That would be the heart? What would be the what? What would what would be the brain of a car? I can't really think of any equivalents besides like the driver. They take the driver out. Yeah, can you Because I know they have certain trucks that you can put other cars in, like a Vore situation. Oh my god. Vore? Yeah, I guess that is kind of a Vore situation. And they also have planes. Starting Dane Cook. Just compare trucks to Vore. Wait, is the hitch of the truck part of the car itself, or is that just, like, clothing? Like hmm. a fanny pack? Um, no. I know that the cars are all technically very customizable, because we've seen them customize themselves throughout. Replacing body parts, replacing limbs. Your Wait, tires change. It's like replacing your hands. Hey, this Gene. I mean, Izzy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Who's Gene? I saw what you... Yeah, <laughs> didn't mean to dead name you. I Izzy. Yes, uh, you got a favorite licensed game, now, since we're talking about licensed games? Licensed games? Um, that's a very good question. I don't know. Well, I... you played SNES. Maybe you played the Aladdin game? Yeah, on Genesis. No, actually, I never did. You know, oh, it was a f oh. one that I... Th no, yeah, there was a... I missed a bunch of stuff on the Super Nintendo. I, um... There was a Porky Pig game that was like, Porky Pig's, like, haunted something. And, uh, haunted ass, I don't know. But oh, yeah. it was one that I just like somehow acquired. Um, don't know how. And that game is hard and fucking weird as fuck. A Haunted Holiday. That's what it was called. And um, and there was no saving. For some reason, there was a lot of games back then that just didn't have battery saves yet. And so I would just try my best every once in a while, like a Saturday afternoon, and just get through the whole thing. And it was so fucking hard. And I tried it recently, just like as a ROM. I was like, oh, let me see. Let me see what what this is. Maybe I was just a stupid kid. No, I was actually a genius child for even getting as far as I did. Because that game is fucking unbearably hard. Like, it is just stupid. And <laughs> it's one of those, like, old school games where they didn't understand, you know, 
like a, a, a difficulty curve. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I can't think of, I mean, signposting. What's that? Yeah. What is that? What is signposting? Y'all know what signposting is? No, no, I don't think so. It's like it, when a game is trying to subtly like uh, point the player to where they need to go or what they need to do. Oh yes, nah. Then then you'll beat the game in like one weekend and you'll just rent it. They it wasn't even that. Like they did, the, you know, it, there was literal signposts that would tell you where to go. Um, oh, okay. It just <laughs> was this like a maze-like platformer? It was like a lot. It was like you know Bubsy. 3D. Like it was that oh, kind of yeah. like shitty oh, okay. like Bubsy. it's a bunch of platformer platforms and you collect random like even in the screenshot you posted in the uh, the group chat like mm-hmm. there's like a you just collect cupcakes cuz haha porky pig fat like yeah. that's the extent of it. Um is it like a dream game yeah. like Mario 2? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Turns out that it's all in his head. Yeah. But yeah, he I don't know why Porky Pig of all characters got the 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 game license. I don't I don't know. Well, a lot of the Looney Tunes had their own like spin-off games like uh uh Road Runner and uh I'm sure Daffy Duck already had those. Tasmania. Yeah. What are some like recent I mean, licensed games though? I can't even think of any. They barely ever make licensed games. It's all just like sh- crappy mobile apps. But uh, I really true. like the Samurai Jack game. I remember Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> it's like a Pikmin game. type game. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I guess I can't think of any. I mostly, like I said, I've been playing a lot of Switch games, which means I've been playing a lot of indie games. Like I, I yeah, play yeah. a lot of $10, oh, $15 yeah. things. Oh, hell yeah. Same. Yeah, Switch is good for that. Since I'm, I like to play on my back. I don't want to hook up a TV. Like uh, exactly. which I'm trying to tell you to get the Steam Deck eventually. Yeah, one one game I've been playing a lot is called Dandy Ace. It's another roguelike, but uh, it's a it's basically um, imagine Hades with a card battling system in real time. Yeah, kind of oh. like Mega Man Battle Network in a way. Dandy Ace, you play as a magician Damn. and pick up cards and mix the cards that will give you buffs. It's pretty good, although I'm not very good at it, and I can't get past like the first map. You know what this reminds me of? There was a GameCube game um, mm-hmm. that was called. Oh my god, what was it called? Somebody Gotcha Force. Somebody should, no, Lost Kingdoms. I think that's called. I think that's it. Um, and there was even a sequel, but uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Lost Kingdoms. Very similar, where you're like running around a map and you throw cards oh, to like yeah. do attacks but you, but you can also like it's like you're shuffling them as you're um using them yeah and uh it was i think i got all the way to the i rented it but i got all the way to the final boss and then i couldn't do it so i was like fuck this yeah where'd you rent it from blockbuster video baby. always a classic no i went to hollywood video because my blockbuster was ass you might have done that i don't remember but we also had a, a coconuts because wait some one of you is from chicago right or all of you i went to chicago I've never been there. Okay. So I, What's I'm, in Chicago? What is that? No, I'm actually from... I grew up there, and um, we had a Coconuts video. That was the, the local... Coconuts video? Chain. Yeah, Coconuts. Watched a lot of anime VHSs uh, at Coconuts. What are Coconuts you? in Chicago? So it's like the store mm-hmm. is called Coconuts... Oh, I found it. Yeah. Coconuts yeah, yeah. Music Movies. Yeah. Sounds they like still a TV exist? Coconuts. I doubt it. No, I don't think so. I really doubt it. Gone... I remember the last movie shop uh, before they closed down. The last ditch effort to get people to join. Uh, they started selling CBD oil. Hell yeah! <laughs> Whatever that is, I'll take it. I don't know what it is. Is it good for my car? Yes. Uh, it just makes you sleepy. Oh yeah. No, no, it's sleepy. You can't be driving like that. Probably yeah. not. I like the logo. If you're if you're watching this on YouTube, we're gonna have a coconuts coconuts music movies. 
Yeah. Oh my god, wait. Talking about uh, Switch games, there's a really cool Switch game that's coming out next week, and I know I'm going to disappear for a week when it does. Which is? Oh, damn. That Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Oh, oh yeah. All right. I've been getting into more tactics game thanks to Disgaea, but uh, I tried getting playing the uh, Rabbit's uh, Mario game, the, the first one, and I thought it was way too easy, and it's like... You know, I'm I'm, only, I'm very early into the game, but it's like, does it get a lot harder? Because this is a baby game. I was. Oh yeah, it gets way harder. <laughs> okay, good. Because I wasn't. I was. I I, pl- I bought that, and I also got on Game Pass. Uh, Gears of War Tactics, and was enjoying that a lot. Even though I should, Ooh. which is also inspired by XCOM, which I should try. But yeah, Gears of War Tactics and Disgaea. Get into tactic games. Have you finished that game yet? No, this I'm never gonna finish this guy. It's like ten thousand. Take you gotta grind for eternity to beat it. I was replaying the uh, rabbits game because it was just like all hyped up. Uh, my mm-hmm. boyfriend was watching. It. I was like, "This reminds me of XCOM." Yeah. So he proceeded to download XCOM after I was done. And every time I like pop in and watch him play it, I think I watched him play like the first level, and someone died like horrifically. Oh, like no. they screamed. They went, "Ah!" I was like, "Oh, <laughs> no, not for me." Damn. Yeah. Yeah, XCOM rules. I love that first-person shooter. Classic. While we reminisce on many great uh, games, we're going to take a quick break. Betrayal! Yeah. Get into some some questions. There's a lot of questions for Izzy. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's do it. You excited for the break? Mm -hmm. Do you want to say something before we cut the break? Uh, Check out Porky Pig's Haunted Holiday. Man, I ain't playing that crap. We're always in our clothes getting high. Super Everybody wishes we would die. Super Back to the podcast, and we got questions, so if anybody has any questions, be sure to start out with the word questions so it's easier to find, or post them in the uh, official Discord in the Q&A section. And what's our first question? From Wisconsin King, what are your thoughts on Comcast uh, might merge with Warner Brothers Discovery? How many mergers uh, do we need? <laughs> bad? I don't... I It's, it's, it's really bad. Like, mm-hmm. I I think I alluded to it earlier, but, like, there is so much consolidation of all these companies. I mean, we've seen all the layoffs and everything, but it's bad on every level because you can't get anything original made right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you also can't work on anything original barely at all. Like, there's less and less opportunities. But now you can't even work. <laughs> like, it's just... There's just less jobs. Hmm. Um, so animation's not in a good place, and that's uh, it, it. Was it was a real bummer to um, kind of spend my whole life working towards an industry that was like ultimately just really, you know, it's one because there's a lot of people who are a little more optimistic than I am, and they're like, oh, this thing's coming waves. This is gonna happen, you know, blah blah blah. Especially older people, they're like, oh, we've lived through similar dips. Um, but I don't know, man. And then I talk to other people who are in their 30s and 40s. They're like, no, it's never been this bad. Like, this is atrocious. Mm. And it's it's the the streaming wars are over and we all lost, you know? Like, it, it's, it's fucking shitty right now. So not that I know new- Discovery has to wait, I think, another two years before they can merge again. I'm sure. I'm sure they will again. I think there was something. A friend of mine told me recently that there was a, like, um, antitrust law or something that got, got repealed in 2020. And uh, I don't know shit about the law, so somebody probably could explain it better. But it's the gist of it is that, like, there was something prohibiting 
companies from doing this in Hollywood and it's no longer there and nobody talks about it. And it seems like it's very likely the reason why we're seeing all of these uh, mergers happen now because it, there's nothing stopping it. Who knew that, you know, anytime companies are allowed to, they're just going to act shitty. So. I think for something like entertainment, yeah. it's hard to really call what is monopoly. No, absolutely. That's why it's not mm -hmm. as regulated. Yeah, because it's it's kind of hard to pinpoint. Because we, we still have Disney as a separate entity. We still have, uh, what was it, NBC Universal. All that is still by itself kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably going to, technically, it's probably going to end up being like three or four, you know? And that's mm -hmm. like, on paper, I guess that's still technically competition. But is it? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. So it's pretty bad. And I, I... I don't want to be a doomer, but I also don't want people to anybody that's like young and trying to break in. Like, I, I think it's better to know that things are not great because mm -hmm. um, then you won't have your heart crushed right away. <laughs> like, you know, it, expect it to be really bad if you're tr just trying to break into the industry. I, I've had friends that have looked for work for years and had a really hard time. And now, it you know, veterans are having a hard time keeping a job. The... Um, as I'm sure so you guys know, like the, the season mm. orders have been getting shorter and shorter. And so you're constantly looking for work. And uh, so I, I straight up just, I, I left. I haven't been in TV since last August. Um, what was your last I project? Been, I worked as a revisionist on Jellystone Ooh. on HBO Max. Which oh, we was, just had a Jellystone person. Yeah, yeah Charlie. Charlie, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I worked with Charlie. Yeah. And so um, it was a really fun gig. What well, so when I started before that I was on Animaniacs on the reboot. Oh nice. And as a board artist and I did that for 6 months. And uh that was really draining. It's a really difficult show. It's just really ambitious. Um but I believe so it. I took a step down as far as like position to mm -hmm. do revisions on Jellystone because it was Carl Greenblatt who's a friend and I know he puts together a great crew and it was it was a bunch of friends. So we were just like hanging out for like two months. We were just like hanging out and then the pandemic happened and then, the pandemic happened. and then it was like, it was, it was such a waste of a great crew because we were all stuck at home and couldn't interact really. And like slack, slack ain't it, mm -hmm. you, you know, it's just not the same. And so, um, everyone is depressed and bummed and it was just like, wow, that sucked. <laughs> like that was, that was almost such a fun year. And then it just went to shit, um, for so many reasons. Um, I suppose yeah, this would lead into the next question. Yeah. By Star, yes. They ask, would you consider making Planet Panic completely indie? It's not even a question of what I consider it. It's just mm -hmm. not doable. Um, mm -hmm. There is, I think, um, I think people don't understand, honestly, just how expensive it is to produce anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because um, like that short, I think costs $60,000 from oh, Nickelodeon. Um and uh and that's why it looks so good because i had resources from a major studio and um if i had if i was working independently there's no fucking way i would have raised sixty thousand. and that's a three minute short right so like oh damn yeah, um, yeah. Mu multiply that by however much and um i i i am working on an independent animation project that's uh much more lower and uh much smaller in scope mm -hmm. and um designed for sort of the the the, <laughs> the feed nature of our current internet landscape um where there's small bite-sized little shorts little gags maybe for like tiktok um, and stuff yeah 
So, so it's sort of for TikTok, and but it's it's cross. You know, I'll, I'll be able to post it anywhere. YouTube Shorts is now, I think, really going to start pushing themselves because they mm. are competing. Um, they're trying. They're trying. It's but, a separate know, they, ad system, and yeah, they've turned on revenue, um, which is great. It's stupid that it wasn't there to begin with, but um, so my my goal outside of Q Bomb stuff because I I do miss. It's a good question because I I miss making animation. I I was really bummed when I I spent over two years trying to get planet panic made into a show and I, I don't think i've talked about it like super publicly hmm. um but i really busted my ass man like i i weaved through a lot of politics at nickelodeon um mm-hmm. a lot of things happened behind the scenes that just just constant constant blockers constant um you know disagreements and this and that and i tried to play along with everything but ultimately it's hard to play along when even they don't know what they want and um Mm -hmm. nobody no nobody knows what they want like not a single person that studio or maybe even any studio at this point knows what they want and um so i have i have a friend uh brandon hong who also has done a lot of work in development he's a writer for um for uh, a bunch of like he worked on molly mcgee Mm-hmm. Um, but he describes it as like trying to get a show made as like a stack of uh of slices of Swiss cheese, and you're trying to drop a pencil through all of them all at once. And I think that's a a very good metaphor because it it really shows how impossible of a task it is. Um, when every single step of the way something can go wrong about a million different ways, and so like I I had to fight for it to be in development. Mm-hmm because they didn't see the success of the shorts as a valid um, example of what people like to see, um, which was frustrating because I just kept saying, then what are you looking for? Because I don't understand. And th- their claim was that the audience that was watching the short is not the audience that they're trying to hit, suggesting that it is not kids watching the short, which is lunacy because mm-hmm. I, I see it, you've been on the internet long enough. You know, when it's a child behind the keyboard, when it's somebody, when it's fan art, when it's all these things, you know, that this is a kid mm-hmm. and also like yeah, it was get, get in touch for fuck's sake. Like, you know, like clearly this is a show for kids that kids would like. Um, so it was, uh, it was a difficult couple years of just doing a lot of shit. There was more fucked up stories that I'll tell one day when I'm not, not worried about getting blacklisted. Oh man. But yeah. Um, but yeah, and so uh, back in April of 2021, they passed on it, and I announced it publicly and everything, but I pitched it around a bunch of places. Um, the writing was sort of already on the wall for what the, the state that things are in now for a mm-hmm. lot of higher-ups, and so it was just a constant door shut in my face, like, oh, yeah, great, looks great, sorry, we don't know what to do with this. Oh, yeah, awesome, we don't know how to get this made. Mm. And... Um, I, I got in touch with some very like prominent, famous producers that were very into it, loved it, mm-hmm. had no idea what to do with it. Like, and so after months of that, and after months of looking for work that I could, I, I was, I didn't want to work on any IPs. I was so burnt out. I just like I couldn't take working on some fucking doll show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I had an offer to work as an animation manager at uh, at like a mobile game studio, mm. and like a casual, you know, whatever. It's not anything to to brag about. Um, and uh, jumped on over to that world. I started in that world. I started in mobile games, and so I kind of went back in there. But 
it's been so great for me because the there's a really nice balance of work life that animation doesn't have and it's because they like they know that there's a lot of competition between people instead of between studios. And so they mm-hmm. want to, it's that tech, you know, Silicon Valley thing where they want to keep people that are, that they like. And so they're like, Hey, as long as you get the work done, like we don't give a shit. <laughs> like they give us half days on Fridays. Like it's like, it's crazy. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like I'm just going to cash these checks, you know, do my best at this gig, but it gives me the bandwidth to do my own stuff, to do Q bomb. Um, to and now you know, the, pa- the bandwidth ah very nice um so i didn't even yeah so the past year i while i've been doing band stuff i've also been tinkering away at these um animated shorts and i at some point probably in november so keep an eye out if you're listening to this uh whenever um i'm gonna start launching those and uh there's five five of them banked i have five one minute shorts banked. Mm-hmm. this actually leads into a good question yeah yeah sure not to interrupt you, but I did. No, it's fine. Uh, NB, question for you, Izzy. Uh, where did you go to school for music? I didn't. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's, a really, that's a really funny question. No, I went to school for art. Based. I mean, I, I, I'm an animator by by trade um, and have been for a very long time. But uh, I don't – I play drums a little bit. I learned kind of in high school, and I've been, tink, you know, playing throughout the years. But um, – I'm just a front man. I just sing and scream and rap. And um, uh, I have a sense for like what makes something good. I think, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's arrogant, but it, but so I work with uh, my, my bandmate Rem, who's uh, an amazing composer and just songwriter. And together we kind of just figure out what would make, you know, he writes a lot of stuff and then I kind of pick the best of it and we whittle it down and we work together. And so like, I've written a lot of parts and a lot of lyrics and you know melodies but um never went to school don't know shit about music theory don't know anything i I've, i'm slowly learning guitar for for the first time mm-hmm. um and uh but i think you don't really need it i think that you we've you know there's so many like daws out there um like digital audio workstations that let you just use a pia- a digital piano roll to write melodies and you can just kind of figure it out and so like i don't think anyone needs any school for anything really you can self-teach yourself anything um honestly looking at the stuff that people and the stuff that i worked on in like fnf mm-hmm. space there's 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 people who are like so young that they can't even they, there's no way they could have touched any college <laughs> courses and they'd be doing stuff that people go to college to yeah. learn yeah like uh now that the internet's so accessible it's like there's so many amazing artists that are like barely entering college or whatever yeah there's just more resources on the internet, like you said. And so, um, yeah, me and Rem, we we met online. We didn't live in the same city for over a decade and um, or, or close to a decade. And then, uh, yeah, we were just doing chiptunes for a while. That was our first music project because we just were messing around with chiptunes because you don't need to know how to play anything. It's all just like, does this sound good? Yeah. Um, and then uh, once I moved to L.A., we a little bit of time passed and then we were like hey let's try making li-. actually it was at nickelodeon there was a um like a battle of the bands talent show type thing called nickapalooza that they hadn't mm-hmm. done in years and they brought it back i think it was 2016 Nickapalooza. Huh? yeah <laughs> 
And uh, so we played, we were like, they only had a six minute set for each band, but we were like, we can write some songs for a six minute set. So we wrote three short songs, just these punk bangers. And um, that was our, that became our, like our demo EP, First Impact. And then we're like, hey, this is pretty fun. Fuck it, let's write an album, <laughs> which was um, <laughs> ambitious. But here we go, you know, now we're close to coming out. Oh, nice. That's great. Yeah, like uh, when was the uh, the baseball music video coming out again? October 28th. So it's the same day as the video. We're okay, good. So you can all see it in the somewhere in the YouTube, right? I believe. It'll be everywhere. Yeah, it'll be on YouTube. The song will be yeah, streaming Q-bomb. everywhere. I think my grandpa loves Q Bomb, you know, because like he's always like talking about Q and thinking like, damn, I gotta, I gotta listen to Q. I gotta. Hey, no joke. I, <laughs> I like. There's always that worry with us, but, oh, no. um, but fuck those people. Oh, We're not gonna no. let them win anyway. Yeah, gotta reclaim the letter Q. Exactly. I'm taking it back. Yeah. But there's people that have that letter Q. Are they holding it hostage oh, no. at gunpoint? Well, before that, there was a Star Trek character Q. Yeah. That was like this omnipotent alien that's just a dick. Love that pony Everyone. guy. Yeah. Uh, Discord. Howling at the moon. Uh, Discord. Yeah, that song. Whatever it is we do. Classic. John Delancey. He hates my little pony. <laughs> so we got some more questions. We got this next question from Ethan DeBoer. Let's hope this question isn't... Ethan, you. Oh. Uh, how is it like to host the Creative Block podcast? Are the guests mostly people you already know, or is it used to meet artists you're a fan of? Uh, both. I mean, um, early on, it was just people we knew, um, and it was just a way for us to kind of get our footing. And then uh, over time, we've built up a reputation, and so we've been able to get bigger and bigger guests. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely there's definitely times where I'm like, hey, like I think this person's cool. Let's reach out to them. Um, and, uh, and yeah, some, you know, I've formed some friendships with those people since then. It was actually really, cause at the, basically by the time I had started that, I was already kind of checking out of TV and this was, we started in September of 2020. And so it was, uh, pretty deep in that pandemic slump and, uh, I, you know, Q-Bomb, I couldn't do anything with Q-Bomb. I couldn't, Planet Panic had been passed on. So I, it was just like, uh, or it hadn't been passed on yet, but I was already, hadn't heard anything for months. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, I, me and V, were, my co-host were like, hey, you know, I had talked about it years ago that I wanted to interview folks and and then she had an interest in it too. And so we were like, let's combine forces. Let's make this, we'll, we'll draw while we chat, whatever. Um mm-hmm. And uh, it was really fun. It really got me out of like a depression uh, because I just had nothing going on. And I'm a very project driven person. Like I'm happiest when I have a lot of stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on my plate. And um, so it got me out of that. And, and uh, yeah, it connected me with a lot of people that I never thought I would get to chat with. Like Jason DeMarco, who like runs Toonami and Adult Swim. Like mm-hmm. crazy. Like people I never imagined I would get a chance to, to talk to. Um and it's a really good resource for those who don't know it either. Like we try, we our our goal was to talk to professionals as professionals, and get uh, stories of failure just as much as stories of success. Because a lot of animation and media in general is a lot of like, and then I did this, and then I succeeded, and then you know it's just about luck and like you gotta just keep at it. And it's like, yeah, that's true, but. I don't think we hear enough about all the times that people stumble and, and like just 
crumble, you know, and it's, and that's, that's always been a thing as we try to get people to talk about those, those moments. We had uh, Jorge Gutierrez on the show and his episode is one of my favorites because mm-hmm. he was very honest about that stuff and very, yeah, it, it's just it, like, it, it's, it's really nice to, I think it's a really nice resource to have uh, for people to learn about just how TV is made, how movies are made, how, you know, and, and really get an honest take on it we like we've had uh vivzy talking about that indie animation route we've had worthy kids talking about that indie animation route and it, it comes with its own um problems and like difficulties and it, it's scary you're not there's no stability there so you're just constantly working um to keep up with with trends sometimes or just whatever um so yeah, it, it's yeah. it's all bad. <laughs> that's the that's the moral is it's all bad. <laughs> For the uh, Creative Block podcast, this ain't a question from the chat. Is my question? Uh, what's the font you use? <laughs> is it an original one? I mean, I I kind of hand letter a lot of it. Oh, I don't nice. remember actually. No, because there is there is a font, but I I think the numbers I hand lettered, but the, I don't remember honestly. I think it's like bubblegum or something. Oh, so it's not like a typeface. Um, for which part? Which specific? Uh, text yes the text like on the thumbnails I'm, oh, on the thumbnails i've seen it right now yeah if you give me one second i will i will let you know yeah because I, I like it it's fun it is fun uh if you're listening to this on youtube take a look here's the thumbnail Wish i remembered what it was let me see it that's is right. bubblegum the font's called bubble that's a cool font thanks for now everyone can see what yeah a little insider info bubblegum gotta i gotta get them good fonts babs bubblegum dang it leads into a good question not answered or asked by anyone no mm-hmm. wait, how you spell it? Bubombs, bubbams, bubblegums. Bubblegums. Mm-hmm. I need it. Just bubble I gum. like round fonts or square fonts. No in between. I don't like any like italics or whatever. I do agree with that. Well, I just typed in bubblegum font and I just found it immediately. Bubblegum font. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I see. Yeah, this is this is a fun font. But is there is there lowercase? No. When you go to a shop and you say I want to buy some bubblegum. What flavor do you guys go for? Uh, anything that's minty and just like, I want to get that mint, put it in my mouth, and then just put get cold water and then just like ah! freeze myself from the inside. That's how you really feel it. Yeah. What about you, Jake? <sighs> yeah. I got to go with Peace. mint. I'm not drinking water, though. Spearmint or regular mint? Uh, I don't even know the difference. Honestly, I've never understood the difference between spearmint and like winter mint. One's a bit more leafy. Like what? It, I guess so. Is that spearmint? Like greener? Yeah. I guess so. I can't tell the difference. I don't know. I've never talked. Repeat the question. I don't know how we got to talking about mints. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to the questions then. Well, that was a very important one. Jake, what, what gum would you get? Apple gum. Apple gum? That's what I always call it as a oh. kid. Mom, I want some apple gum. Well, what flavor is it actually? Apple. Uh, oh, and it's gum? It's, yeah. it's hard to apple understand gum. about that. It is amazing. I don't remember what brand it was. You know what? It, I just remember. I that want it was a gum apple. flavor uh, that's flavored in the style of of this, of bad steaks. You know, the edge of the steaks that are like all chewy and you can't eat. I want a gum flavored like that. Well, if, have you ever oh, had you those uh, Harry Potter Joey beans that taste like shit? I don't want that crap. I don't like Harry Potter. I, I like I like uh, sci-fi, not fantasy. Oh, excusing all the uh, <laughs> terrible things that all the people behind Harry Potter's done. Right? Uh, have you ever tried those, Gene? No, oh, yeah. Well, I, I... Well, well, I hated Harry. I didn't give a shit about Harry Potter before it was cool. You know, before it was uncool to hate it. Oh, whatever. You're just like it was. now, I can ride the wave of hate. Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> not. In, I was indifferent towards Harry Potter before it was uh, trendy. Yeah. Did, did you like Harry Potter at all, Jake? 
Were you a wizarding world uh, champion? Lame. I feel like the most interaction I had with Harry Potter was probably the Universal rides. Quidditch is unbalanced. Right? Every time, every time a friend tried to show me the Harry Potter films, we'd start with the first, and then I'd fall asleep in the first one. Yeah, minutes. true that. Yeah, that shit's boring. They just play chess, and then Ron gets his ass beat, and it's like, Ron, you could have just jumped off the chess pieces they were going to blow it up, idiot. Oh, wait. There was a film that I did finish watching. What? Um, well, I would I hope so. Was, <laughs> I think it was the last one. Me and my dad went to Mosey, and they had they were playing like the last film in the series uh, before the Fantastic Beasts films. So we kind of like we kind of went to the Amex Theater, watched it. Didn't know what was going on at all, but uh, we were entertained. I mean, you, I think you went into a, a the final in a franchise and expected to know what was going on. Wasn't that a part two? I mean, us? all we saw that it was Harry Potter. It was an IMAX, and we were already at Mosey, which was like a science museum or something. Science. So we we're like, oh, this should be fun. Was it fun? Did you have a good time? I think. I mean, it is an IMAX. I remember it. So I think I remember like seeing what was his name, Dumbledore. Yeah, no. Dumbledore. Snake kills Dumbledore. No, wait, wait, wait. He's, he's like Volda, Voldemort. Didn't someone get, like, a book copy early or something? They already read the book. There was a whole campaign of people who got the book super early, and they were just going outside of bookstores and Hell saying yeah. Snape kills number door. Classic. Oh, sick and evil. And this is at the height of the popularity where people would, like... Actually, remember when people waited outside of stores for shit, like GameStop and whatnot? Yeah. Simply they don't still do that for consoles? Consoles, sure. People do that for phones. But, like, I have think. you ever seen it for a game? No. For a game, I guess not anymore since you can just download it. Yeah, it's all digital. Where's the fun in that? I haven't seen stuff for iPhones because when that uh, Apple Keynote released, my friend just ordered it straight from the website. One day there's going to be a game. They're going to be like, ah, we don't want to upload this digitally yet because we want people to override stores. Oh, uh, Gotham Knights for PS5 and uh, Series X. Console locked, 30 FPS. Epic. The human, look, it, it's fine. The human eye can't see beyond 30. It's fine. Well, the console version is $10 more than the Steam version, and the Steam version can run at 60 and more. Dang. What even is 60 FPS? What is that game doing that's stressing out the PS5? Something? Maybe they were spread too thin. I don't know. Maybe there was a Stadia port that they had to cancel last minute because Stadia got canceled. Oh. <laughs> Stadia. But we have one more question. You excited for this one last question? Bring it on. Izzy. What the check? Question for Izzy Deluxe. Check, please. Check. They said they said the full name. It's serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm anticipating it. With background character designs, do you manage to find a balance between making them visually interesting and practical to draw, or do they take up more time than you'd like? Uh, so they're asking about background character design. Yeah. I've never really. I don't know if I've really done much background character design. I've never done that professionally. Um. So I don't know if I really have an answer for that. Hmm. Reminds me. Last question. Do you have anything, Pam? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, like, there's this one game called uh, Dodgemall Academia. And oh, I yeah. feel like, uh, yeah, it's like, it reminds me of your style a lot, or at least Planet Panic style a oh, lot. Oh, thank you. Yeah, 100%. Pro KKO. Yeah, that's uh, Ivan Frere. Yeah, he's a, he's a mutual. He's great. Yeah. Um, It's a really awesome looking game. Yeah, like, I see. I, I I totally get what you mean because I I love the look of. I recommended. Yeah, it's another Switch game. I recommend uh, Dodgeball Academy. Imagine like those Game Boy mm -hmm. uh, tennis games RPGs, but for dodgeball. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that sounds very fun. Let's see. I think that's all the time. Much like the James Bond movie, all the time of the world. I guess that's all the time we had for this podcast with Izzy. Just like it. Yeah. Uh, do we have any? Actually, 
I'm going to start doing this throughout the ed- uh, each of the podcasts. All right, so you worked on a bunch of stuff. I did. Right, you worked on Central Park. You worked on Distant Lands, Joey Stand, and Maniacs Loud House. I did. I want you to do... Is my Central Park credit actually out there now? Because <laughs> I did that for yes. two weeks. That was a very short stint, but yes. How? I want you to do an impression of one of the characters from one of the shows you worked on. Oh, shit. Oh. Whichever one you feel is oh, the best. Dub, dub, dub. Uh, hey, boo-boo. How's it going? Oh, not this again. <laughs> we just did this last week. <laughs> you got, you shouldn't have gotten two people from Jellystone. That was your fucking. We didn't know it's. Can you do an a uh, anal maniac? Can you do one of those guys? No, I can't. No. Anal maniac? They're they're like Ugh. anal maniacs. Yeah, an- anime. Hey, Yakko. That's is that pretty good? I used to be able to do a wacko. We are the anal maniacs, and we're horny to the max. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to go, I don't remember the lyrics of the show, but that's probably it, man. Yeah, I think that's probably it. No, you nailed it. Yeah. Anyway, good night, everybody. Mission, 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 yeah. Mission, 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 yeah. Mission, 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 yeah. A double moment's come. A double great feeling. Making you realize double is the one for you.